and welcome to Tea and a Buddy podcast with me, Dominic. And me, Erica. And today's going to be a podcast that's just mainly me talking, <laughs> so sorry about that. Um, I'm going to be talking about James Bond, because I'm a big fan, as is Erica. <laughs> Erica's a huge fan, actually, bigger than me. I like James Bond. Yeah, you do. You didn't before we met, though. I remember you telling me, oh, I'm not getting into that. Well, I didn't dislike it. I just had literally never seen it. (laughs) You're just like, oh, I don't know. It seems too boyish or whatever. Well, the thing is, is like Thanksgiving when I was like a teenager, I think, they, um, they would have a James Bond marathon like every Thanksgiving for some reason. So I guess I was thankful that that was on my, and I have an uncle that would turn that on every time they'd come over for Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I was thankful that that was on rather than football because I cannot, I don't do football. Yeah, football. <laughs> Me neither. Um, but I didn't particularly do James Bond either. You know, it was just like a lot of fighting, a lot, a lot of, of like fighting. women in bikinis. Women in and bikinis don't like all that kind of stuff. I don't know. It was just I don't know. I just never really that paid sounds, attention. That sounds to like it. a lot. That sounds. A lot of fighting, women in bikinis. That sounds like Vanderpump rules to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, really. So, well, housewives even. A lot of fighting, <laughs> women in bikinis. It sounds like, yeah, it's not really my thing, but, but let, I'll watch Vanderpump rules. Let me just make a recommendation, though, to any girls or women out there that have not seen James Bond because they don't think that they'd really be into it. If you've never seen it, um, but you're kind of curious about it, you've got a, a boyfriend or a husband or whoever that is or just into a general it. man or just. Well, I mean, I guess I'm sure there are there generic man there who's are, interested. I'm sure there are loads of women who are into it as well. I mean, James Bond is good looking, usually yeah. <laughs> the actor who plays him. So it's like it's worth watching it just, be, just yeah. for that. Um, but let me recommend to you that you watch pretty much all the Austin Powers films first and then watch James Bond because that's the way I did it. I didn't do it on purpose. But by the time I had seen James Bond, I had already seen all the Austin Powers movies and Austin Powers is basically a ripoff of a spoof of James Bond. Yeah, almost totally. And it makes James Bond hilarious to watch <laughs> because you're just like oh my god this is just, he's like dr evil oh he's like number two, two. Yeah. yeah yeah and that's pretty much it so that's my recommendation to anybody who wants to try to get into james bond but doesn't think they're going to be able to that's stupid <laughs> stupid <laughs> no i like james bond though the character was created in 1953 by ian fleming it was a book character a literary character uh, and the first novel, Casino Royale, was released, I think, 1954, something like that. And, um, you know, the book, the books were kind of successful, kind of, you know, they were just kind of like, they were published, people took note, and, you know. Right. But they weren't, like, huge, kind of sort, like, sort kind of like, like. George R. R. Martin novels. Kind, Kind <laughs> of like that, yes, yes. Yeah. It was the, it was very much the films which took the books into, like, into, you know, propelled it into stardom, really. Yeah. Um, the first kind of like, they did like a teleplay in over here on C, I think it was CBS Climax, you know, they have those kind of like play kind of things that they used to do in the fifties. Yeah. Uh, Barry Nelson, who was in The Shining, has the distinction of being the first ever actor to portray James Bond on screen. Oh, yeah. 
um he was he's he's so they did it, they adapted it over here first first yeah oh that's funny and they changed it so they adapted casino royale i think he he sold the rights to cbs or something so that's why they were never made it was never made until daniel craig oh yeah because they didn't have the rights or something to it and so Barry Nelson portrayed it and it was like a, they changed everything kind of like it was just like a half an hour or an hour TV show. You know, it was just not really that great, you know, mm. filmed live and everything. And he was Jimmy Bond of the and CIA. Oh, OK. I was going to say and everybody was American. I yeah, guess. everyone was American <laughs> except Felix Leiter, who was British. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. That's th- funny. Um. So, you know, it was kind of like that and, you know, it didn't really do anything, you know, there was no kind of like interest in it until I think Albert R. Broccoli and Saltzman kind of first heard about them, well, read one of the books anyway, I can't, I don't know if it was Casino Royale or something and thought, oh, well, we should, we've got money, we should turn this into a film. Yeah. And, you know, really go big or go home. Mm. And that's when... I mean, first of all, you know, that the, the whole character, you know, it was kind of based on Ian Fleming's life and stuff. And he just kind of wanted to, like, write something. He told a friend when he, he was in... He wasn't a spy or anything. He was in naval he? intelligence oh, during the war. Oh, But he was kind of like, he was, he was, I don't know if he was a cryptographer or something. I don't know if he was actually in the field. He was just, like, low level. <clears> kind of low level. And he told a friend, I'm going to write a spy novel to end all spy novels you know (laughs) yeah and um a spy story to end all spy stories or whatever Mm. and you know he had this estate in jamaica called goldeneye Mm -hmm. and he took the name james bond from a book about birds it was like an ornithologist who was an he was an american ornithologist and he was just Uh um and you just thought that's a boring name you know (laughs) given you know he's James Bond is this boring man who extraordinary things happen to, you know. Yeah. He finds himself in these extraordinary situations. He's mm-hmm. just like a boring kind of like civil servant spy, you know. He's kind not of... really boring though, but, is he? Well, no, no. The films, of course, made him so... Oh, so in the novels he is, he is well, a bit more yeah, boring? Yeah, in the novels he's kind of just oh, like a... He's just kind of like a, a man who's kind of like Ian Fleming, you know. He's given him his own kind of traits and everything. And of course the books are a product of their time. <clears throat> So there's a lot of like, you know, non-PC stuff in there today, you know, you know, it's like, so of course the films were kind of that way too, I suppose, you know, in, in the early days and, and stuff. What, what, like treating women like they're meat basically. (laughs) Pretty much. Yes. That and, you know, and whatever else, you know, but the, yeah, the, he was an American ornithologist that the guy who James Bond. And he, and he had written this book, whatever. He'd written this book, Birds of the West Indies and stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. And um, Ian Fleming asked his permission and he said he was fine with it, you know. Oh, that's funny. Like, as if he's the only James Bond in the planet. Well, yes, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it was taken from him. He said in some interview, I guess, Fleming, oh, I took it from some book. Oh, yeah. So it was like, oh, it was me then. Yeah. It was my name. And um, in 64, I think just before Ian Fleming died, he'd sent... A signed first edition of You Only Live Twice, which I think was his like last or his last written novel published before he died with, with the comment to the real James Bond from the thief of his identity. <laughs> so, That's nice. Yeah, that was nice. 
But of course, you know, when the film started, they had he was still he was still alive, Ian Fleming. You know, there was mm-hmm. 1962, yeah. um, Doctor No. So he was involved with Cubby and Harry, who were the two producers of it, um, and Eon Productions, Dan Jack and whatever. You know, they they'd uh, made the company then in finding the guy to play James Bond, and he wanted Cary Grant at first. Yeah. He wanted Cary Grant, and Cary Grant was like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm only going to do one, because they had this big idea that it was, oh, we're going to produce all these books. Yeah. And, you know, and Cary Grant was like, well, if I do it, I'm only going to do one film. Yeah. I'm he, not he, signing he up. He would have been too old at that He time. was a bit, and he was a bit old. Yeah. But he was like, oh, I'm looking for someone like Hoagie Carmichael looking, and Cary Grant is the perfect kind of, like, suave kind of like debonair yeah. james bond agent no, i think he probably would have been good earlier on <laughs> yeah, yeah earlier on yeah he, th- he probably would have been and he kind of did he, they kind of cashed in on it with uh charade is that a charade oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. with uh audrey hepburn yeah they kind of had him play that kind of role um but sean connery i think dana broccoli had seen him in darby O'Gill and the little people which was a Disney film, and it was kind of it was, it was a Disney film and filmed in like the late fifties. Connery's been it well, yeah. I mean, he's he, did, been, he did play a dragon, dragon's voice or something. Some he something, voiced something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, it, no, it wasn't a voice or anything. He was actually yeah. playing. He was actually playing. No, I was just gonna say Sean Connery in a Disney film. <laughs> okay, it was um, it was like one of those really offensive stereotype films, you know, oh, Darby no. or Jill and the Little People, you know, something that Disney wants to forget. Uh, yeah. But they can't now because Sean Connery was in it, you yeah. know, and he became so, so much famous. And he sang in the movie and stuff, and Dana Brock was like, yeah, that's the guy. He's yeah. handsome. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got that kind of, like, look about him. And she, and she said to, um, she was the wife of um, Albert, Cubby Broccoli and said that this is the guy you need this is the guy you need and he was kind of like oh and Ian Fleming was didn't like him he was like oh he looks like an overgrown stuntman I'm looking for Commander Bond <laughs> you know he's an over but Connery was on the ball at this time you know he thought yeah this is a good role I can do with I can do things with this role I can be James Bond and mm. Terence Young the director and they'd all I you know kind of like refined him a little bit and stuff and made him james bond you know taught him how to walk how to eat and be all that kind of stuff you know yeah and, and so you know they became hugely success you know dr no was a huge success when it was released yeah and um can he hated say- he hated it fleming did at the time you can, know he can i just well, say though that you mentioned the broccoli it was his wife and then what now it's his daughters or something yeah, isn't it? it's his daughter and his stepson yeah it's like, what a what a job the the broccoli women had though right to well, pick out these oh let me just see who's good looking enough to be james bond like show me all all the all the best looking actors out there and yeah, i'll just I mean, pick one you know was. they were just like <laughs> oh yeah no he's is he good looking enough yeah yeah, 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 okay, <laughs> I yeah. Know. what a what a job <laughs> i mean i think that's i think that's pretty much barbara's job now barbara broccoli you know i mean she's dated a couple of them <laughs> i think no, dated one of them anyway. <laughs> I know she dated Timothy Dalton at some point. Sorry, Babs. But, you know. Um, uh, yeah, but 
you know, he hated Dr. No and he says, oh, it was crap and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Who's Ian Fleming? Ian Fleming, you know, oh, yeah. didn't like it uh, and all that. But as a book or as a movie? As a movie. Okay. It was nothing like the book or whatever, you know, because he put on, you know, it was like a big production and everything, you know, it's kind yeah. of like, it wasn't exactly what the Bond trope was. That that didn't come until Goldfinger. Well, you've read all the with books, have With the whole odd job. And even, I've read, I haven't read all of them. So you know. But I've read a good couple of them so you know how close or different the they only, are from the actual yeah film. yeah you only live twice it wasn't it wasn't exactly like the film because they filmed you only live twice and it came after on her majesty's secret service oh i think yeah so you know there was kind of like a just they didn't film the books in order you know right right um but they're not really that close closely no, yeah i mean yeah, not not really. Only only really. I mean, Casino Royale was the Living Daylights had a lot of um, source material in it. On Her Majesty's Secret Service, though, was pretty much they they filmed the whole book. Oh really? Fine. Yeah, they filmed it completely as is. Okay, because you know? I was gonna say, and what... that's probably one of the best thing. And Sean Connery wasn't playing James Bond. Oh no, I know. Okay. It was George Lazenby, <laughs> who everybody hates because he was so wooden and he was Australian and he was he wasn't even an actor and and he I caused like problems it. on set. Yeah, he was good. I, I thought he was good. I, I mean, I it's one of my favorite ever James Bond films. Definitely like my number one, I think, next to The Living Daylights. I mean, Lazenby isn't my favorite Bond, but he did a good job. I think. I don't, you know, I don't see where people are going. Oh, he's terrible I get him out of here it would have been better with looking. connery and stuff you know yeah i mean he did a good job and he was attractive so <laughs> yep i think they they did a good job i mean you know there's all sorts of stories and if you haven't checked out um i think it's becoming bond his oh yeah yeah his story i mean george is kind of known for like embellishing the truth a little bit but you know it's yeah. not it's not that bad you know it's it's it's, it's really it's, it's very entertaining it's very entertaining his life story of how he got the role of james bond yeah. anyway but yes i mean connery left the role because dean martin had told him at some point because you know when james bond took off you know after goldfinger thunderball it was like james bond mania it was like a, as big as the beatles right and you know, Sean Connery is James Bond. You know, he was typecast. He was there was some. You know, he was kind of like hiding out in his London home with all the fans and everything. You know, <laughs> being his thing. Yeah. And um, but what was happening? I think he spoke to Dean Martin, or he'd heard somewhere that Dean Martin was making these Matt Helm films. Oh yeah. They were kind of comedies. They were just spoofs of you know. They were just cashing in on the James Bond mania. Yeah. And he was co-produced. It was like the monkeys version. Kind of. <laughs> kind of like that, yeah. And um, he was making more money than Sean Connery was, and Come James on. Bond films were far more successful. Yeah, they were. They, they were still Matt Helm films were still hits, but they were kind of like, but it, because he was he was taking more money, you know. Yeah. So he was just like, oh well, I want to become a producer. I want I want a bit more money in Cubby and Harry. I think it was more Harry than anyone was like, no, you're not, you know, we made you and we can fire you or whatever. So during You Only Live Twice, which was his last film before. So how many did he do first? He did seven, if you count Never Say Never Again, which was an unofficial 
right because james that wasn't, bond film. that wasn't a book right that wasn't a book. Well it, well, it was based on Thunderball. It was a remake oh, of Thunderball. Yeah. 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 Um, but, um, but yeah, I don't he, think you can count that if it, if if it's it not, wasn't an Ian Fleming adaptation, right? I mean, it was, but it was Well, wasn't. an Eon adaptation. People don't count it because it's an, an unofficial James Bond. You know, Eon have the rights and every James Bond that's been released by Eon Productions is the official... James Bond, you know, they they have the rights to the, the theme music and the gun barrel he, sequences. His name was even James Bond in Never Say Never? Yeah, yeah, his name was, yeah. Because it was some dispute with Kevin McClory, who had co-written... Apparently Fleming had done a deal with this guy and this other guy, and they kind of, like, held the rights to Thunderball, uh-huh. the story. Yeah. So that's why Blofeld couldn't be used after, like... Diamonds Are Forever, he wasn't seen again until, I think, 2015. Yeah. I, I, I don't think he was ever seen again until, until Spectre. Mm-hmm. Um, which was, yeah, it wasn't a great portrayal of, of Blofeld, I don't think, anyway. You know, it wasn't a really good, I, not my favourite James Bond movie, the last one. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it was just... So he could, he he made remade Thunderball with Sean in nineteen eighty three, and yeah. and it went up against head head to head against uh, Octopussy, which was Roger Moore. And Sean Connery just did that to piss to, them off. He right? he kind of did, yeah, because I mean, at the same time, he was like, "Oh, I'm never playing James Bond again." I mean, he yeah. was he was coaxed back for Diamonds Are Forever, mm-hmm. and they gave him like a million quid, you know, to to play it, yeah, to play James Bond, and they were like, "Oh, yeah, you're gonna do." live and let die after this and man with the golden gun we've got all this planet he's like no i'm only coming back for one goodbye quid is pounds for anybody who's pounds. not british listening <laughs> give him a million squid quid like we say bucks yeah yeah well it was probably a million bucks actually um i don't know what it was in pounds but yeah so he came back and you know because of the 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 relative flop of George Lazenby and on Her Majesty's Secret Service. He was it a flop at the time, even? Yeah, it was. It, it kind of was because people didn't know who George Lazenby right. was, and they were kind of like, "This is weird," and oh, you know, <laughs> this was the first time the actor had been changed. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, they just weren't used to it, and they were rejecting it. Yeah, yeah. And, I can see you know, that. I think if Lazenby had stayed on, he'd made he'd have made a good James Bond. Mm-hmm. But he was just immature. He wasn't an actor, and you know. Apparently, um, the same guy who advised the Beatles to buy the buy an island in Greece, do you oh, remember that? Yeah, yeah. Is the same guy that said, "Don't take James Bond. Don't sign any more. Don't do any more <laughs> Bond films." To um, to uh, God. things. So it's just kind of like you know, the I don't think the Beatles ever ended up buying the island. <laughs> no. And George Lazenby never ended up. Um, being James Bond, so that guy's advice was awful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, then Roger Moore took over, and it was kind of like, you know, then the films took on this whole... They kind of became like cartoon films. Well, they were a bit... I was going to say... They were, they were a bit, bit cartoonish to begin with. To begin with, they were like, you know, it was kind of like comic book kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 
and it was a bit more serious in tone with Connery, but with Roger, he was playing it lighthearted. Yeah. Lots of humor, lots of gags. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to have a great time. Po- <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, it was like, Aust- it was pretty much, you know, you could s- people say Moonraker was pretty much Austin Powers right there. <laughs> and, you know, that was. It was um, very campy. It was very campy. Most of his films were. I mean, I think the best of his. And so how many did he do? He did seven. He did seven. And yeah, by A View to a Kill, it was clear that he was... He Finished. Was, yeah, he was like 60. Yeah. <laughs> he was like 58 or something when he... In 1985. Yeah. So it was like he was getting way too old and they kept coaxing him back. Yeah. For more. He was done by... I think he was kind of done by For Your Eyes Only. Yeah. So but... And then they, they coaxed him back for two more Bond films because, you know, they were having so much fun making making them. Yeah. And it was like the Bond family, John Glenn and everyone, you know, it was kind of like they had that director. And people were place. still going to people see them. People were still going to see them. I mean, they still had a big fan base, yeah. you know. But, I mean, it wasn't like huge mania like it was before. Mm. I seem to remember my uncle had a, in my grand's house, he had a cabinet, bedside cabinet. Mm-hmm. And he had an octopusy sticker on it. You know, and I was always kind of fascinated with that. <laughs> but um, you were going to say what his best one was. His best one was The Spy Who Loved Me, I think. And I think Roger would have agreed with that, too. I think yeah. he that was his favorite, too. And Alan Partridge loved it, too. The best, <laughs> yes. the best, film, the best film ever made. <laughs> um, but yeah, after him, they had Timothy... After, after Roger retired, finally, they had um, Timothy Dalton. Yeah, and he only did two. Not your favorite, but he's every Bond. You know, he's my favorite. I think he's my ultimate favorite, even over like Connery and and stuff like that. You know, I mean, I love Connery and I love I love them all, but I do like Timothy Dalton's portrayal a lot more. I don't know. It was just kind of like more serious and more down to earth. And everybody says now, oh well, you know, he was doing Daniel Craig twenty years before Daniel Craig did it. You know. Daniel Craig's doing Timothy Dal- what Timothy Dalton was doing back in the late 80s. And it's kind of the same. He kind of is. I like Timothy Dalton, like, um, in Hot Fuzz, Hot wasn't Fuzz, it? Yeah, Hot yes. Fuzz, he was great. But as James Bond, I always felt like, coming from a woman's perspective now. You and your mother, I think. We were watching Living Daylights one night, and she was like, oh, he's not very good looking. <laughs> It's not that he's not very good looking. It's just that he's a bit like, I don't know, something geeky looking about him. He doesn't look like James Bond to me. So I always that's, had a hard time why, getting into A lot of Fleming the... purists like him, though, because he kind of went back to the... He read Fleming's novels and he kind of like got a sense for the character. Yeah. He took it back because, you know, it's like Roger, Roger was great as Bond, but that was his portrayal. He had to go and audiences just weren't ready for that. Yeah. I mean, at that time. And there was like a legal process going on, so we only got to do two movies. Yeah. And they were pretty great movies. Living Daylights was a great film. Great shot, great opening sequence in Gibraltar that you you did. They were very like, they were very like 1980s. Well, License to Kill, people (laughs) say, people say License to Kill was very like an extra long Miami Vice episode. (laughs) Because it was kind of like, I mean, they filmed it in Mexico and, you know, they didn't have like the, they didn't kind of like have the, the gloss of a Pinewood production or, you know, yeah. 
whatever. But I thought it was really a really great film, License to Kill. I mean, Robert Darvey is um, Sanchez. Can't yeah. beat him, really, you know. I mean, and it, Benicio Del Toro in one of his very early oh, roles yeah. as Dario. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it was a good... I, I think he did a great job as James Bond, but... You know, and people are like... He wasn't oh, she... bad, but he was not my favorite. He's not your favorite, no. I mean, after the six-year break, Pierce Brosnan came. Oh, right. And you thought, yes, yes, he's going to be great as James Bond. He really wanted the James Bond role. The hilarious thing is... He was, he was, he was all his life, <laughs> he wanted that role. And he was going to get it the around h- Timothy Dalton's time, but then... The hilarious thing is yeah. you say that, and I didn't even watch James Bond at the time, <laughs> but I remember them making the announcement and I just looked at him and I was like, yeah, that's what James Bond looks like. Yeah, yeah he, that's him. That's yeah. him. Right and now. I didn't even watch James Bond at the time. So it's like, what did I care? You know, but but when I saw him, I was like, yeah, he looks like James Bond. That's a good choice. You know, I had an opinion about who should play James <sighs> Bond even without watching yeah, it. That's, that's him. Yeah, that's that's who should play him. Yes. Okay. But then once I saw the movies, I was the, just like, the movie- Oh, got, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he did a reasonable job as James Bond. Well, I'm yeah, going to quote I mean, John was, Glenn on that and say he, he did a reasonable Sean job. As James he was Bond, playing Sean though. Connery and Roger Moore. I mean, they they went back to they kind of took a step backwards. I mean, everybody says GoldenEye saved the franchise because at that point it had been six years since James Bond. I mean, really, it's been five years since the last James Bond film. Has it? Yeah. It's been wow. 2015 Spectre. It's going to be five years anyway. Huh. So, you know, it's kind of like everybody thought in 90, in the early 90s, James Bond was done. It was finished. And, you know, they thought that after The Man with the Golden Gun, too. Yeah. They thought, oh, yeah, because it was kind of like The Man with the Golden Gun. It was like, it was the nadir of the series, yeah. as they say, you know. But GoldenEye saved And GoldenEye was a great film. I think it was pro- it's it's definitely Pierce Brosnan's best James Bond film. They made a popular video game. Yeah, they made the, then sixty four came out a couple of years later with the GoldenEye, and that was like that shot it that shot kind of Bond mania <laughs> back into the lexicon, you know. So they were kind of like getting back with that, you know, like Tomorrow Never Dies was like you know, it was kind of like a, a nostalgic look back, yeah, really, mm-hmm. and um, but. They couldn't keep that up. I mean, by Die Another Day, it was just kind of like, oh, what, what are we doing? Ugh. And they had some really good Halle choices. Halle Berry was in it. some really good choices for Bond girls. Madonna made a cameo in Denise it. Denise Richards was in, was a James Bond, yeah, was a Bond girl Denise, yeah. in his, uh, in his films. The, the World Is Not Enough, yeah. And, oh, she should have been, she should have been such a, like, she was, she's the perfect Bond girl, or she was at the time. And then they just... They did not utilize yeah. her <laughs> in the in the correct way. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't. No. Um. But yeah, I mean, after Pierce, there was Daniel Craig. You know, Daniel Craig was, and everybody, and everybody hated him. Hated the choice of Daniel too Craig. short, too blonde. He looks like Sid James. You know, <laughs> it's like you know, it's like. I never heard anybody say. Yeah, that. that's he the joke. That's the joke on the. Um, the Bond forums I'm on. Um, oh my god, that's hilarious! I've never like, heard anybody say that, but he kind of does. Yeah, he's he? all craggly, fa- <laughs> you know, Daniel Cragface or whatever they call him, Daniel Crag. You know, oh god, I don't care. He, he 
He and he did a great job. Casino Royale. He's done a great job. He's done a great job. I don't know if this is going to be his last one. He I said Sky, it. Skyfall is the best James Bond film. I think. Yeah, you ever. love it. Yeah, I you only love, love it because that. of um, the tube scene. That's when really you love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just. He's keen to get home. It's it's really it's really the best one I think that they've ever done. Yeah, I mean Skyfall, and that was because. That, Die Another Day came at the 40th anniversary of James Bond. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it was kind of like they shoehorned in all the references, but it was just kind of like, yeah, it was it was stale. Yeah. And um, then in uh, then in Skyfall, that was the 50th, and they did it, Sam Mendes did a great job with it, you know. It was just a great James mm-hmm. Bond film, I think. It was one of my, definite one of my favorites. You know what it reminded me of, though? And this is not Ian Fleming, but you you have all those young Bond novels. Oh, and yeah, yeah. and I read all those one summer, I don't know, years yeah, ago. Yeah, you read them, yeah. Yeah, and they're really good. And um, it, re- it reminded me of that. I thought, I felt like they've read those. Because, I don't know, something about the... Yeah, Charlie. H- I've only got the Charlie Higson series. Apparently someone else has continued it on. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like a, a few more novels. But people say it's not as good as the Charlie Higson ones. But yeah. I don't know. Um, I haven't read them, so... But maybe that's why I liked Skyfall so much, because I liked those novels and it just reminded me of them, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, because... He went back to his home and yeah. everything, you know. If you haven't seen Skyfall, <laughs> spoiling it for you. <laughs> but yeah, the the villain, Javier Bardem as the villain, you know, he echoed like Max Zorin. Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> so good. But there's a new one coming out soon, right? Is it going to come out this year or a new Bond film? Yeah, Bond 25 is going to come out in 2020. Wait a minute. So, so what they say. We didn't mention. How many, how many Bonds did Pierce Brosnan do? Four. Four and then Daniel Craig. He's done. He's done a lot, hasn't he? Four. Oh, is it this just is four? This is going to be his fifth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, um, and, Skyfall, and Spectre. And every time they're like, "Oh, he's done. Fifth. Who's going to be the next James Bond?" He's currently, <laughs> in terms of years, yeah, in the role, he's uh-huh. currently the longest serving James Bond. Yeah. But that's only because th- they're taking so long. taking so long with the yeah. the films. Um, but but as far as far as movies go, no, he's not. You know, he's still got a couple more to do before he ends up tallying with Sean and Roger. Yeah, you know, but I don't think he's going to. No, I think he said this is going to be his last. But I think I Barbara think he said that before, though, hasn't he? He said this is good. Oh, I'm only going to do one more. But I I think Barbara's not going to let him go. Barbara really loves him. Yeah, that's what that's what the the whole. I like him. I think the whole the buzz is like Barbara won't let him. You know, Barbara and Daniel walks on water. You know, he's the greatest, (laughs) and you know he's going to be James Bond forever. And (laughs) yeah, but it's like yeah, you know, he's getting he's getting up there in age too. I mean, he's still looking good, but you know, it's kind of like it's kind of need to. He's if he wants to go, he he wants to go. You know. Yeah. So the the next one's coming out next year. Is that what you said? Uh, next, hopefully. I mean, they've oh they haven't officially they haven't officially announced it. They said, oh, it's October twenty twenty. I think that's that's the base. October baseline. seems a random. Yeah. You would think they would do like a James Bond release at Christmas or in the yeah. summer. Yeah, November maybe November twenty twenty. I I don't know. I'd have to look that up and 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 do it. Yeah. Kerry Fukunaga is doing um. Is directing. Danny Boyle was 
going to direct it, but he left the production because I think it's rumored that he wanted to kill James Bond in the film. Yeah, it's rumored that he wanted to do that. I don't know if that's true or not, you know, if it's just... interesting. But because they wouldn't let him have so much, you know, like Barbara and Michael were like, nah, we're not going to do that. You know, he left and took all his toys with him and <laughs> yeah so they got carry on and now it's it's going to be um rami malik is going to play a villain in it oh okay i mean i don't know if you watched the live stream when it when they did it from the golden eye estate no, no. a couple of months ago mm-hmm. um but yeah you know it's shaping up to be a really good film i think i think it's going to be probably maybe one of one uh, craig's swan song hopefully it'll be a good one to go out on because yeah. we've waited five years for this so yeah we need we need more we need it it seems like his have been sort of up and down up and down i mean quantum of solace i mean yeah spectre casino, casino yeah. royale was good casino royale was great and then quantum of solace eh. and then mm. skyfall was hugely great, great. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah it's kind of like so he's due for another good one <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, I just want to know from our listeners, let us know, tweet us or um, go on our Facebook group and let us know if you are a fan of James Bond. And if so, which one is your f- favorite James Bond and which movie is your favorite yeah, movie? Yeah, because yeah. what's your favorite? My favorite Bond? Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't not choose Sean Connery, I think, because he is James Bond. Sean Connery is James Bond. But I do have a hard time choosing between him and Daniel Craig, I think, because I really like the way Craig portrays him. Um, but I think Sean Connery, I mean. I mean, Sean Connery, it's, he's the ultimate for yeah. me. But my favorite is Timothy, because he only did two. And my favorite movie is Skyfall. And your favorite movie is Skyfall? Yeah. Oh, I mean, asking me what my favorite is. I mean, I do love Skyfall. I do love Honor Majesty's Secret Service. I love uh, The Living Daylights. Um, Yeah, I mean, I can't really pick a favorite. (laughs) Sorry about that. Yeah, I really think that we could have broken this podcast. Maybe we'll do and we'll do like a James Bond series where we just focus on just Sean Connery films. Just, just, just yeah. Yeah, each one. And at the end, we do our favorite. We whittle it down to our favorite. Yeah. So, yes. I think we're about done with this podcast. I think so. This episode. Um, do all the things. Do all the things. On social media, do all the things. Facebook, you know. Twitter, yeah. you know Instagram. And we'll talk to you next time. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.